Welcome, everyone, to the only podcast in the land that you need to get all of your comic book review information from. You're listening to the best damn comic book review podcast in all of the internet lands. This is Tales from the Spinner Rack, and my name is Matt. I'm Jay. And he's an on mute Corbin. What a fail. <laughs> Corbin fails. <laughs> Act like you've been name. here before. <laughs> I said my name twice too. I'm Corbin. Failure. I'm a failure. Failure. And this is uh, Tales from the Spinner Rack. If it's your first time here, like I said in the intro, this is a show where we review all the new comic books that came out that we picked up this week. We also give you a chance to tell us what you picked up this week and what you thought of the books that we review in the comment section below. So, yeah, start taking advantage of that. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Do it now. All right. right. So we are coming to you live Thursday night uh, because this Sunday is Father's Day. You normally catch us on Sundays, but we're going to we're going to give it to you a little bit early this week to celebrate all the dads out there. Got to get my gifts for my kids. Yeah. Wait. Yep, you're like 37 <laughs> illegitimate child children, right? Oh, oh wow. At least at least oh, no. Jay knows his kids. <laughs> you want to go there? Oh, wow. Sorry, uh, we're not all high comic book podcast rollers slinging our seat. We can't all be you. You and your poor milk carton babies out there that can't be <laughs> oh, that don't oh, know where funny. daddy went. You're funny. <laughs> I, I have a joke for yours, but I'm gonna leave it alone. We're not gonna do this here. You went you went for some scratchers and never came home. Oh. I'm just kidding. Okay, okay. <laughs> Can I, I remind you that Juneteenth is tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's tomorrow. Me. That's tomorrow. <laughs> this is today. This is the now. Wow. I'm just kidding. Who stands in solidarity? No, I'm playing. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So uh, this Sunday is Father's Day, so we decided to uh, do our reviews early. So. This uh, show, we got we got quite a few books to review. Corbin's going to open a mystery box. We're going to get some news. We're going to talk about books next week. So uh, let's get started. Let's just jump right in. Who wants to kick us off this week? You know what? I think let's I'm going to about- start this week. Oh, okay. Oh, let's do it. Oh. You know, I usually defer to you guys, but you I think do. this yeah. week yeah, I'm going to start. We like it. And this week I'm going to start with... Oh... Um, what book do I want to start with this week? <laughs> you know, I was going to defer, and I'm like, I'm going to start, but then I'm like, I don't know what I want to start with. So let's go. There we go. That's that's where we're going to start this week. That's the that's sweet spot. That's where we're starting. We are starting with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Power Rangers number five. The conclusion. The conclusion of this story arc. If you are a fan of either one of these franchises growing up, Power Rangers and Turtles, um, if you're like me and you were born in the the late mid to late '80s, you caught both franchises when they were at the top of their pro- of their popularity. Uh, this was a fantastic crossover. This saw the the Rangers piloting the Megazord, the uh, or the Turtles dressed as Rangers piloting piloting the Megazord, fighting a giant Bebop and Rocksteady that uh, Rita made grow. And then you had Shredder in the Dragon Zord also fighting them. You saw the Power Rangers in ninja form piloting a giant um, metalhead 
you know, they're, they're robotic turtle. They turn him into a giant mech. And wow. the, uh, you find out that the, uh, Megazord has the power to combine with anything. So they bring Metalhead and the Megazord together to form the Turtle Megazord. And it is as dope as it sounds. Turtle Megazord. If you're a fan of the franchise, it is definitely as dope as it sounds. Picture incoming. Bam. <laughs> Uh, I can't get it. Hold on. Oh, you're oh, trying. Oh. You're failing, but you're failing. There oh, you go. Oh, yeah. there it is. Yeah. I give it a C plus. You get two couch couch get cushions. Get out of here. It's as dope as it sounds. Um, in the end, though, the good guys win. The Turtles and the Power Rangers win out today. Get the green power coin back from the Shredder. Uh, and it ends with a face-off between Raphael and a morphed Green Ranger Tommy. Ready to go. Great ending. Couldn't ask for more. Um, definitely leaves it open for a sequel. I'm hoping for a sequel because I had a lot of fun with this story and this crossover. Um, and I would like to see more from it. I'm going to give this one a five out of five. Whoa. There it is. A five out of five. First five out of five in this podcast. A five out of five. Yeah. Definitely the first I've seen Matt give. It was a fantastic crossover. It had a, everything you wanted as a Power Rangers and digital fan. You had Michelangelo cracking jokes. You had, you know, the Power Rangers doing their thing. Giant robots, giant Bebop and Rocksteady. Shredder and a face-off between the two most popular turtles in Raphael and the most popular Power Ranger in Tommy Oliver at the end of the story. Definitely leaves it open for more. Gotta yeah, give it a five exact. out of five. Okay. What? No, no, sir. You said the most powerful. No, ranger sir. The most Zach, popular ranger was not Zach. Well, obviously he wasn't the most popular, but he was the it's most powerful. Tommy. So get out of here. <laughs> five out of five for me. You could disagree I mean, all you want. That's fine. It may be nostalgia glasses, but five out of five. I had a damn oh. good time reading this series. I had a. I was damn excited to finish it. I'm a little sad that it's over, but. I would recommend it to anyone who's a fan of both franchises. Five out of five. Ninja Turtles Power Rangers number five. Let's awesome. go. Give me more. Give me another series. We got three out of Batman Ninja Turtles. Give me a little bit more Power Rangers Ninja Turtles. I'm on board. Let's so you're, go. You're ready to basically weigh every book we do from this show on out against. Hey, man. Power five Rangers. out of five. Five out of five this week. Okay. I would that's buy solid. this five out of five times I walked into a comic book shop. Even if it was in a mystery box. That's five out of five. I'm not saying that's my only <laughs> five out of five this week. Either. Oh. oh. So. Oh. Oh, my lighting. Ooh, holy lighting, Corbin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> solid. All right. Not then. saying it. I'm not saying I'm going to give another five out of five this week. I'm just saying that that might not be my only five out of five this week. You're just keeping it all up in the air. That's what you're I'm, doing. I'm keeping it open. All right, then. But uh, who wants yeah. to go? Who wants to go next? I, I think. I mean, if, if Jay, you want to throw out some of you. I know you had a few books, right? If you want to go next, man, it's fine. I mean, I was gonna say if we if I'm gonna go next, we might as well all go in since we all read uh, Death Metal number one. Uh, okay. That was my one and only pickup. Um, you know what? I don't regret it. <laughs> I I mean, eh, it's weird. I had to come away with something. That's part of the pressure when you do a comic book podcast. You know, having to actually bring a book, but um. Yeah, it's Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo. It was basically a, or it isn't basically, it is a sequel to the original um, Dark Knights Metal, um, which is this just mega crossover event um, with 
It, it was ba- okay. So here's correct me if I'm wrong here. Like it's basically coming off of the Dark Knight's Metal, which is also spanning um, Snyder's run on Justice League, and even has some elements of Doomsday Clock. But basically, they're teaming up. It continues the saga from Dark Knight's Metal, the introduction of Batman Who Laughs. Um, it's really like dense and over the top. It kind of goes everywhere. It ended the series. Um, uh, Dark Knight's Metal ended on like a cliffhanger, sort of that basically leads right to this. Um, and it started from the very beginning. It, it was kind of dark. Um, basically, Wonder Woman and Swamp Thing were kind of these um, wardens for enemies of the Batman who laughs, who at this point has amassed this great universe um, or great army from across the dark multiverse. The army um, of Batman. Yeah, which is interesting because in this one, I, I don't want to give too, I don't want to give away too much of the story. So I'm going to stop as far as going with the specific moment by moment. It just came out. It's a big story. It's going to be a big event that DC is going to be going with for a little bit here, but the Batman were interesting. Um, you had a Batman who had died, but before he passed, uploaded his consciousness into the T-Rex in the Batcave. I forgot what his name. Um, I'm not even going to try to remember it. That was interesting. You had a Batman that was, um, they call him the Beyonder, which was like a reverse Batman Beyond, but with the ch- colors changed, so red was the primary color, and the black was the side. That was insane. Um, you had the classic I call it the TV element where the Batman and Batman who laughed faced each other for a moment. And the Batman who laughs was like, kill him. And like all these other Batman just came to attack him. Like it was a weird over the top um, number one, but this series is it's emblematic of what this series is. Basically Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo just having fun with it, going crazy, just all over the multiverse with different characters and you have Wonder Woman with the chainsaw. Um, I thought it had a lot of exposition. It was very wordy. It was almost like a, a, a chip off the old block of the old comics with a lot of text, but I didn't mind it. I just thought it was interesting, especially, you know, with the illustrations being as big as they were and seeing different iterations of heroes and characters that we know. But aside from that, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Dark Knight Metal. I didn't get, I mean, I liked it. I, I thought it was interesting. I didn't get the whole I guess there's like a rock and roll element or a, not a rock and roll, a metal element to it that is lost on me completely. But um, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some there's some songs and stuff woven into some of the names. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like old metal references, like nods. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, like, I mean, you said it best when you said it's dense and there there's you know scott snyder tends to go so big and so convoluted you know it's it's sometimes it's hard to remember what's going on on all the spitting plates that he sets up but um it's pretty cool yeah i mean there's a lot of new character like new twists on on characters um, you know, we got low. Well, okay. So, are we not doing spoilers? Because I mean, I wasn't. No, you definitely can. I just, I, I, I well, let's go into it. <laughs> I just want to. Well, I just want to say it's. I think they used um, Black Lantern um, really well. <laughs> um, I thought that was awesome. I didn't see that coming at all. That was true. Um, but it was cool. I, I dug it. I dug this first issue. Matt? I, you know, I was not a fan of uh, Dark Knight Metal. And I think Death Metal is going to stay that way. 
Um, I I would probably give this book. I don't know. I'd give this book maybe a a two point five out of five. Whoa. Um, I feel like there's a lot missing here. I felt like when when I'm reading this issue, there's a lot of holes. And I I understand Scott Snyder's writing. I've I've been a fan of his for a long time. I understand he leaves holes and then he comes back to it. And it's an interesting choice that they're bringing the the whole doomsday clock tie-in, the Dr. Manhattan stuff. Like, you see shots of Wally West looking like a Dr. Manhattan Wally West. He's got the the blue suit, flash suit with the, the ring and indentation in his head. And, you know, it, it's a little weird. Like, I think the coolest part was was the, the Black Lantern stuff, seeing that Black Lantern ring used. Um, but you kind of, like... What's low? You know, they they kind of tease you a little bit with Lobo. You don't know what the main man's doing. You know, there's. I think there's just a lot here to unpack, and it's one of those yeah. books where I've actually had to read this issue. I've read this issue twice, and I feel like I need to read it a third or fourth time to kind of unpack everything. And it's just it's just real weird. I don't know. I don't know if it's just my disdain for Dark Knight Metal. And, and people who think that Dark Knight Metal was like the greatest Batman series ever, it was okay. It wasn't yeah. great, but it was okay. Um, I don't know. I'm going to keep it, give it a go on it. I'm giving it a go. Keeping giving it a go. Uh, but right now, like, I think on first issue alone, I mean, I'm going to go with 2.5 out of 5. I, my score might go up, but like I said, I've read it twice. I feel like I need to read it a third time. Swamp Thing, the art is fantastic. Capullo's yeah. art in it is fantastic. Like, I take nothing away from Capullo. Like his his like decommissioned and destructed Swamp Thing is cool looking. Um, his Batman design is cool. It's just like I, I don't know. I think it's just oversaturation of Batman, and I understand why. But I want to see more like. Superman looks dope. Superman's design, and you you both know me. I am not a Superman fan fan at all, and I think Superman looks super dope in this. But I just think there's a lot of plot holes for issue one. There's a lot of missing, and I, I think after two reads, I got to go two five. It's probably gonna get better as I go as the story goes on, and I might go back and raise that. But right now, I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, you know what? I'll give it a three. I'll be fair. Three out of five. There we go. I'll be fair to it. You talked yourself into it, huh? <laughs> yeah, but there's just there's a lot. Like I said, there's a lot of potholes, and yeah, there's a lot of like jumping around that I don't feel like was needed. Um, but I mean, honestly, if you liked Dark Knight's Metal and you were hard on Dark Knight Metal, this is right up your alley. But yeah, I I liked um, I liked the first one. The, but you're right there there was a lot of holes left and i'm not entirely sure they were all answered and, and so if that if that series if i learn anything from that series it's just to roll with it at first you know just roll with it and you're right there are a lot of you know different jumps to different scenes different characters different scenarios and you know i just rolled with it um and you know see where it takes us hopefully the, the stuff all of it gets answered or at least the cooler parts get answered but yeah and and like i'm a little confused on why it starts off with that like general and then it mm -hmm. cuts into to diana 
and and Swamp Thing, and then she, she decommissions the the Invisible Jet, and Batman, the real Bruce Wayne, contacts her, and he's like, make an arm, make armor out of the Invisible Jet, you know, and then it it you have all this stuff in between. It jumps to you seeing Superman. It jumps to you seeing Lobo, and then it ends with you back on that Army General, and it's like, what is this? Is he someone that was risen with the the Black Lantern ring or what what is it? Like it's it's still I think there's a lot of questions. I mean, for an issue one issue ones, I guess I don't like to be that many plot holes. Like I, I think I think this gets away with it because it's a continuation of Dark Knight Metal. So I think Snyder looks at it like you can have these many plot holes. I don't like there to be this many plot holes in a first issue right off the bat. I push back just a little bit only because I think with the number one, you're setting the stage. You're, you're setting the story that's going to happen. So in this case, especially with someone like Scott Snyder, who, as you know, I'm not the biggest fan of. I enjoy his, um, you know, praised Batman runs. But just in general, I'm not. He's OK. He's good. He's not something that bowls me over. He's not the Frank Miller for sure. No, I'm kidding. But um, like I give him a lot of leeway because you know his style is all over the place. It's 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 bombastic. It's large, and then he kind of goes back and fills in those gaps, but in, in a way that actually sounds like an artist who's in control of his craft, not like Tom King. So you kind of have that. Son. <laughs> you kind of every episode. I gotta stick it. Gotta in get once. that zinger in there. I gotta get that zinger in once. But um. But I, I gave it a little bit of leeway or a, a big grain of salt because we know it's going to happen. And number one, you're already setting the stage. Now, some may cover every little bit and guide you as the reader to the next issue and go that way. But it's the beginning. It's not like it's issue three of a, of a, of a six-issue limited series and we're still having these holes. And so that's why I give it a three as well. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Dark Knight. Uh, not Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight's Metal. So, I mean, Death Metal is, is, is the same thing. I gave it a C. The first one, I give it a C now. I like the different interpretations of Batman. Uh, I like, you know, the illustrations are interesting. You could tell that they were just having fun with it, and I think there's something to be said for that. But uh, the Diana thing was also rather off-putting to me. I, I didn't realize it was kind of jarring as to why we were all of a sudden, boom, we're going to look at her. Um, and again, some of those holes, I, I give Snyder the benefit of the doubt that he are, is purposely leaving to fill in right. Now, if those aren't filled in by issue three or issue four, then maybe we have some issues and I look back. But I give it a three out of five. Like they try to make unnecessary jokes, like with the T Rex, and yeah. then making fun of his tiny arms. And he says that they're proportionate. I and he's learning to deal with that. them. It was, I mean, it was, it was quirky, but I don't know. I just think there was a lot. There's a lot going on. The art, I'll be honest with you, what gives this book a three out of five to me is alone the art. Just yeah. like yeah. the shots of actual Bruce Wayne, like in the in the trench coat. That's sick. And stuff. And I I give it that. I the art, the way Diana looks, the the very first page where you open it where it has the the Joker minions, the Joker Robins. The art alone, like seeing that Harley Quinn, you you kind of see that classic Harley Quinn look, mm-hmm. too, and he's, but you you question like he's got this council, and you question like Aquaman's on this council, Diana's there, you have Mister Miracle, you have, you know, just Superman, and it, it's it's weird, it's weird. Yeah, but I liked the, it. it. There it is. Three out of five. I'm going to go for round two for issue two. Hopefully it gets better. Scott Snyder, 
you know, it's very rare Scott Snyder does me wrong. And if this is going to be his last Batman story, I hope he's going to put everything he's got into it. Um, and I'm I'm going to be, I'm going to keep going, but it just, I don't, I don't know if it's maybe because it's so long ago that I read Dark Knight Metal. that I almost feel like I needed to go back and, and read that leading into Death Metal. To, yeah. Um, to refresh your memory. Yeah, but. Of the tone of the story. Uh, At least maybe the last issue. Or something. Yeah, I, I'll give it a three. A th- I'll give it a three out of five. Um, okay. But we did with this issue, though. We did see our first uh, first problems when it comes to the new distribution. So the the black and white cover. Oh, real quick, we got to get Jay's grade. Oh yeah, Jay. I, sorry, I sense a transition. Oh, to this. Yeah. To, uh, panel, uh, three point five. So, but what I'm saying is they did a midnight release event at your local LCS for this, uh, for Dark Knight Metal, or Dark Knight Death Metal. There was a variant cover specifically for the midnight release that you only got if you went to the midnight release. So they advertised that variant cover before Corona happened and Diamond shut down. It was a different cover. The black and white cover was the 1 in 100 cover where you had to order... You got one of the one of the black and white covers for every hundred issues they ordered. Well, when DC went through their new distribution distributors, uh, it got mixed up, and they went and made the black and white cover their midnight release cover, and the midnight re- the card that was supposed to be released release became the one in one hundred. So if you wanted that one in one hundred, yeah, midnight release cover more than the one in one hundred, well, you're shit out of luck now. That's so well. So. Wow, cracks are starting to form. It won't be long before DC comes running back to Diamond. No, nah, I don't think that's going to be the case. But I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That is the just. I mean, it's a small hiccup, but it is the first hiccup of this new venture. So there you go. But yeah, yeah. so we got three five, three five, and three point five out of five from Jay. Huh? Jay's just got to be the. He's got to be the one that goes against the grain. No, I just I I don't know I. I'm going to stick through this. There you go. You know, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. It's Batman. Uh, I think we're all in it for the long haul, and then yeah. we'll just trash on it <laughs> as we go. End. No no matter I mean, how much I hated De- Dark Knight Metal, I still read through it. But it's I read not, every issue of Tom King's run, and I hate yeah, it Batman. It's, it's Batman. just Batman. You're going to yeah, read through it because it's Batman. But All right. What do we got next? Who wants to go? You want to go, Jay? Well, I'm out. Um, sure. Uh, so I picked up... Um, Issue one and issue two, which came out um, this week of Hotel by, by AWA Upshot Studios. And AWA Upshot also put out the, um, the, one of the books I reviewed last time, Old Haunts. They put out um, Zero Year. So I'm like, oh, that's, you know... They're pretty good. They they they've got a pretty good track record so far with me. So I picked this up, and um, it is like a like a horror uh, type series, um, and it's kind of like a, like a creep show, uh, tales from the crypt type uh, uh, stories where mm-hmm. the the first the first book was completely unrelated, um, only the. It's about a hotel in the middle of nowhere that um, that's okay. So the, the way the narrator puts it, it's they it only gets seen by the people who deserve to see it. 
if that makes any sense. So the the first issue was about um, a lady that checked into the the room number one, and this one is uh, per, the the people that checked in room number two. And in this issue, oh my gosh, the first issue was. I'll just tell you a little bit about the first issue because it was so crazy. So it was a pregnant woman that. <laughs> okay, it's that's not funny. I'm just thinking ahead of myself. No, that's the way you said it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm just thinking ahead of what's. It was so bizarre. Uh, it was a How bizarre. Woman, and it was it, okay. Just, just wait, just wait. You'll, you'll, you know, hang on to something load bearing. It's coming. Um, so the lady was was running from uh, from an abusive boyfriend, and she she took off in the middle of the night. She she was pregnant, and so she got to this hotel. Um, she just couldn't she just couldn't drive anymore. She just, she'd had it trying to get away from this crazy dude, and. Um, she pulls into the hotel and she checks in and uh, the first night she starts having these dreams about her baby and her baby's talking to her and saying, you know, you know, mommy, I'll, I'll protect you. Um, you need to trust me. I love you. I'm, I'm here to, to protect you. Everything's going to be all right and blah, blah, blah. And, and so she'd wake up and she'd go, oh, that was a really weird dream. And, and she'd wake up all like, like where the dream was so intense. She like scratched herself. And so she's like had scratches on her neck and, and on her like shoulders and stuff. And, mm, and, and the, the second night, same thing. She had the same dream of, you know, mommy, the bad man's coming. I can see him. He's coming, but don't worry. You know, I, we'll be okay. I love you. We'll be together forever. And, and the mom's like, oh, I love you too, baby. You know, I, I don't know you, but I love you. And, and blah, blah. So anyway, wow. so then this happened another night. And by the fourth night, um, you realize it's not her baby. It's, it's actually like a demon that's living in her room, whispering these things to her while she's sleeping. And she, she finally realizes and she freaks out and she sees, uh, she's running out the hotel room and she sees her boyfriend who was, I guess, about to confront her. And the, the demon like clawed his eyes out and he was just kind of like wandering around and it ended there. <laughs> wow. I was like, oh my gosh, that was really bizarre. There were yeah. some other there's some other more twisted details I left out, but it got it got way darker. So um so I got I, I went back and I, I got the second issue. And it's again similar tales from the crypt, creep show type thing. But this time it was a little bit meh. Um, and this one was about a, a lady and a, a guy who are having an affair, and the guy um, takes her on this long trip just to kill her. And he takes her, he finds this hotel, he pulls over, and he just hacks her up in the hotel room, puts her in a suitcase, and throws her in this lake but she keeps coming back and eventually um like he, he she he hacks her up again and and she and throws her in the suitcase and she comes back again and she keeps doing this over and over and then um finally he, he like goes in the suitcase and sees if you know like what's going on he, so he goes down into this lake and he gets one of the suitcases and he gets trapped in the suitcase and he like dies in there <laughs> So I don't I know like you your guys, giggle after he dies I don't in know there. If you guys ever, <laughs> so grim. 
ever saw like Tales from the Crypt or or I something like that. Two episodes. That's but kind of macabre kind of story. Yeah, they're 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 like goofy horror things, and that's what this is, and it's it's pretty fun. So I'm I'm gonna stick with it. Um, I give this I give this one another. Well, okay, first issue. I'll, I'll probably and I know I'm not probably officially reviewing it, but I'll give it a three point five. This one I'll probably give a three because it was wasn't Run as crazy. So. Okay. Dude dying in a suitcase isn't as crazy as Dill Dill or a Devil Demon Child Child, huh? No, because that one was with good night kisses. Good night, mommy. Good night, baby. Who I don't know. Who is now I love. <laughs> who is it the was, one I love? It was uh, jarring to say the least. This one I'm like, eh, you know, gotcha. it's all right. We'll see. Number three. We'll see number three. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting with the, oh, I had no problem admitting that, thinking that this baby was my own, even though I have no evidence to prove that it is. But, oh, wait, it's a demon? Oh, that's where I draw the line. Like, it was an imaginary baby. It was, might as well be the same thing. Yeah, interesting, though. Okay. I'm and he was like a little baby demon, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was weird. It was really that, weird. That is, that is different. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Alright, well Let's uh, liven this party up a little bit <laughs> You guys are, like left My You guys are, like stunned you guys are, like, Well yeah, the story cuts I don't know where to go with that Just... So I'm gonna go Next here with a book That um, I picked up on a whim Because it was an image number one And it pleasantly surprised me And it's gonna come in at a uh, another high rank For me this week And uh, that is a man among ye, number one. Among ye. From Image. Uh, look, and Top Cow, Image and Top Cow. We don't have enough pirate stories no, in comics I, right I now. I wholeheartedly agree with that. We, we have Marauders, but that's kind of an X-Men thing. We don't have any great current pirate stories yeah swashbuckling adventures and that is exactly what this book is this book is a swashbuckling adventure it starts off with them in a giant pirate ship fight raiding an english ship and it has a a, a woman pirate on there and she's pretty much feared by the whole crew they talk shit about her but she's a badass she has the captain's respect you know, she's right in the middle of fight, shooting dudes, stabbing guys. This, this is crazy. You have the the main uh, pirate captain. His name is Calico Jack. And um, I'm trying to remember what the what was the what was the girl pirate's name, Jay? Um, I don't think she had like a cool name. I mean, it was just like no, she Maria. does. Let me get it. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I read this to you. Her name is. And Bonnie. It's not a cool okay, name. It's not okay. a cool pirate name, but Anne Bonnie. She she's a badass. So basically they dispatch this uh this English ship and they get their bounty and they're about to go and have a great time when when part of the crew starts mutinying and saying that um they're going to you know that King George is offering anyone who will basically mutiny against uh Calico Jack. Um, free like free harbor, and the all their debts and things will be forgiven. So 
they're partying it up. The, the captain's crew is talking about mutiny and there's a stowaway. You find a stowaway on the ship and, and as they're kind of partying around, uh, the stowaway is discovered and the men she's thrown in jail or the stowaway is thrown in jail and they're going to beat the crap out of this child. It's a child. And, uh, as they start fighting, Annie comes down and she was like, you know, there's not a good fight unless I'm involved. So we're going to fight it out. And they break beer bottle and things go start going south and they start fighting. And the little, the little kid starts fighting back. And, uh, they're like, they're basically like beat the crap out of this little boy. It's just a little boy. Somebody beat the crap out of it. And that's when uh, Andy kind of grabs the kid and brings it over to her and goes, I actually, it's not a boy. It's a girl. And that's where issue one ends. So look, like I said, it, this book got me hyped because we don't have enough pirate adventures in comics. It was a nice change of pace. The art is beautiful. The yeah. story was fun. It was, it was a fun read. I was completely engaged in this book. I would definitely recommend if you're into pirates and you're into uh, swashbuckling adventures and you just want a different change of pace from your normal Batman or superhero type stuff, I, I would say definitely check out A Man Among Ye, number one, 4.5 out of 5 for me. I miss those. You get yeah. a lot of art. Pirates. Remember back when The Walking Dead was big and dead people and necrophilia was in vogue in comics and now <laughs> all that stuff's gone too i it's miss amazing. those necrophilia days <laughs> stuff, stuff i never asked for that is back like you know i geez i want more pirates in my comics let me get a captain hook number two and i mean i'm trying to be we're trying to be as vague as possible this week because books just came out yesterday and you might not have made it to your shop yet to read them yep. depending on when you're listening to this but Yo, this this book was a lot. Like I said, it was a lot of fun. The pirate action is good in it. It it's definitely. I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, yeah. I was I was pleasantly surprised also when I started reading this, and I don't think we've ever seen this where um, there's the the lady pirate that's that just starts out the badass, and she's like the captain's like right hand. She's like like his enforcer, and um, yeah, they, they show her her badassness a few times in in here. I mean, there's this part just real quick um, when you know when Matt was talking about the the ship that that they were raiding, and it was you know they left it and they took the gold, and 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 Anne Bonnie was walking back, and she heard this guy shuffling around. He's like, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, and and so she takes his gun and puts it in his face and and the guy the guy goes you wouldn't and she said oh i will and the guy spits on her face she turns around and throws this lantern over her shoulder and just le lets the, the whole ship just you know start catch on fire yep catch on fire and the guy's just sitting there screaming you know it's like dang that's awesome <laughs> so yeah it's great and, and like you said the, the art is phenomenal Hey, what do they always say? Real heroes walk away from explosions, right? Or real men walk away from explosions. <laughs> well, she's the real men of the bunch, I think. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, it was a great, great. book. Well, 4.5 for me, too. It was it was pleasantly surprising. And I just picked it up because I was like, man, a pirate book? Could really use some change of pace here. Like, I, you don't see that anymore. And I was pleasantly surprised. 
And it, and the best part is written by a female writer. So Stephanie Phillips is the writer. So I'm going to definitely be back for issue two of this. A little, yeah. bit, a little bit more of this, please. Yes, sir. All right. What book you got next, Jay? Um, Let's see. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Army of Dark or, um, yeah, uh, Death to the Army of Darkness which is a sequel to Army of Darkness. And this time, so we find Ash still struggling with random demons coming into this dimension because of the Necronomicon that he owns. Um, and so he, so, okay, let me, okay, let me start off just a little bit more, a little bit before, just say um, this book is really outrageous and cartoony. Well, yeah, it's, it's Army of Darkness. I would hope. No, so. but it's even worse than the movies. It's it's like way cartoon. <laughs> okay, so um, so yeah, so Ash is just is sick of the random demons coming around. So he goes to see this professor, and um, the professor says, "Oh yeah, I think I can get rid of the uh, of this for you." And so he starts reading out of it, and then like his personality, like. Okay, so what happens when he starts reading uh, the the book? He he causes Ash's personalities to be manifested into five different beings. So like, um, there's like a, a, a lady Ash. There's like an undead Ash. There's a tiny little Ash. That, that's his anger. There's like a, a bulldog, um, and Okay, I think that's it. So there's four, um, and himself, of course, and so they're all like his little team, and so he goes back and and he tries to the he goes back to the professor and he's like, look, um, you need to help us again. Look, look at what happened. So he tries reading it again, and a portal pops open, and they get sucked in, and they end up going to been there. Um, We've all like been eight, there. <laughs> ancient some portals. Egypt. And, um, so they're trying to get to the source, like where the Necronomicon comes from. And they think that's where they can finally destroy it. And, um, they just, you know, their adventure just keeps going on through the adventure continues. The adventure continues through ancient Egypt. You know, they go and they find a town and they, they, they talk to a pharaoh. I found a town in ancient Egypt once and talked to a pharaoh. Did you? No. You're like, you're, you're like Indiana Jones. You know, legend has it he left a baby there. Yep, I did. <laughs> I went for some scratchers and never came back. <laughs> that's that's the demon baby that was. Hey. <laughs> there you go. It all comes together. I went up on a mountain top and I talked to a fiery bush and I just never came back. Oh, that I may, I like may a... have parted a sea or two. And I, just oh, never I, I hope you got some cream for that afterwards. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I need a little ointment for that burn. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so they they find a, a this issue ends where they find a big castle in the middle of the desert, and they think that's where ne- the necro the Necronomicon comes from, and that's like they, they can set you back to normal. So it's it's a fun read, real quick. Um, the art it, it looks like you know, like, uh, animation cells pretty much like, um, I give it three. Um, I like Damn. army. I like evil dead and army of darkness. Um, I would only recommend this if you're already a fan 
of of those movies. Um, so yeah, it's just fun. Nothing like like we always say, it's it's like a palate cleanser kind of thing. Those can be good. Those can definitely yeah. be good. I like it. All right. Solid, solid. Three. It was been a three kind of week. I think a lot of that's because early, like like Matt referenced earlier, you might be just getting your books if you're listening to this now or whenever you are. So, you know, we, we got to give further review. We, we go through a detailed analysis here at Spinner Rack. We read each book three times for quality assurance. <laughs> first time. For quality later, assurance, right? You know, so. Maybe not um, on Thursdays when we do this. Exactly. On Thursdays, we only get through one. And so, you know, we have to make split-second reactions there to guide you, the listener, through the book. So uh, we did the best we could. Threes all around. All right. There you go. Ready. All right. So my last book this week I have, and I think Jay read it too, mm-hmm. is uh, going to be uh, win number one. Win number one. Win number win. one. Win, huh? win, win. From win. James Tinney in the fourth, current writer on Batman. This is a Boom Studios book. Boom, Beery in that boom, killing it. Um, this is a fantasy adventure book. <laughs> It follows a young man by the name of Wind, who is, um, he's some kind of, it appears to be an elf. We don't know. He's got elf-like ears. Uh, he lives in a land where the the magic-carrying people have been banished out, and only humans are allowed in this kingdom after a great war. The, the last stronghold for pure humans only is this kingdom, and he has infiltrated it, and he works at a local pub. Um... You you kind of see that the the bartenders in there or the bar, the people in there having a good time getting drunk before the next shift starts. Um, Wind is kind of he he doesn't seem to have very many friends, even though the the local pub owner likes him and his sister. Um, you see that there's something going on in the kingdom. the The king is is in in bad health, and the prince is getting ready to ascend the throne. Um, you see. The, the prince calls for his friend to come to the throne room and you find out that there's some sort of coup afoot and that they're, the magic people, the magic bringers or the people who cast magic are getting ready to attack or to overthrow the prince to take the crown and infiltrate this last land where there's no magic bringers. It's the last of pure humanity. So they bring in a man um, that they... He's kind of like a, I don't know if he would say what would you say Jay like he's a hitman almost yeah like an enforcer they call the bandaged man that that's he's very he's very feared he's very feared against magic like bringing a, folk looks like a dollar store version of Hush he does he does kind of <laughs> look like a dollar store version of Hush <laughs> great value Hush but um, I like this book if you're a and D fan or if you like it any of those other like old guard or once in future um or there's um fables and some other books out there that that are kind of like that mystery adventure type um if you're a fan of our folklore or or any of those i would say definitely pick it up it got a three five out of me it definitely kept uh attached my interest definitely looking forward to to issue two to kind of see how all these characters come together and what type of adventure they go on. So I'll definitely be there for, for issue two, but I picked it up cause it was a boom. Number one boom's mm-hmm. been kind of killing it. So 
it was good enough for I'll I'll definitely check out the shoe too. Solid. solid what do you think solid. of it, Jay? I I don't think I liked it as much as you did. Um, Shocker there. I. <laughs> <laughs> It was just a little too YA for me. Um, I hate when books do that. Yeah. Um, I'm not a kid. I'm a grown man. But the... You're the reading comics. At some point, you got to let it go and enjoy the adventure, right? The character, you got to let it take you on that adventure. Yeah, you, everything can't be doom and gloom, Mr. Suitcase Baby. Oh no! no. <laughs> that's that's not the point. I'm that's, just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, it's yeah. a little it's a little too like you know like like there's a lot of teens. Okay, it's mostly about teens, and you know one of the teens you know moaning because he doesn't want to be king. And, you know, okay. and, but but his dad expects Look, too much. Of as a him. as a kid, as a father, you don't have some teenage angst in your house. How yeah, you're not used to the teenage here, angst. To get the hell away from it. If, if you want, Matt, if you want to talk about teens and, and that kind of, <laughs> if you want to talk about teens and that kind of content, I have a great <laughs> show for you on Saturday nights you can jump on. No, no, bro. You're not going to try to use my a joke great against show me. Right? Saturday nights that you can jump on. You want to talk about kid stuff? No. Nope. I know Scooby Doo is You're high not up using there. my joke against me. We're not talking me. about that right now. We are talking about. <laughs> enjoy enjoy Corbin's now. last performance <laughs> on Spinner Rack because he's going to be joining another show Saturday nights. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here! Oh, you always threaten us. You always threaten us with that. Yeah, guys. <laughs> Every time we don't behave, we're you start to kick us over to couch That's <laughs> right. Dictator, I tell you, he's a dictator. All right. What, what's your score on it, Jay? Um, I'll give it a two point five. <laughs> two point five. I'm. I am going to at least get the next issue because I thought it ended on on a pretty cool cliffhanger. Um, when when the two guys were sitting there saying, I. What I'm going to ask of you, what did he say? He said something like, um, I'm going to ask something that's that one of the most important things uh, I can ask that anyone's going to ask in your whole life. And then it ended right there. Yeah, pretty much like a, a something I shouldn't be asking you, but I'm going to ask you to do it anyway. Right, right. And so that was pretty cool. I'll at least come in one more issue. And if I'm not dazzled, then rip cord. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Corbin's been waiting all week. So those are our reviews. <laughs> we appreciate you guys here. checking those out. Go ahead, Corbin. Take it away. Open your mystery box. Let's go real quick. You know, this is why I'm here. <laughs> this, is, this is why I'm here. You know it. You love it. It's me and mystery boxes. Uh, it's actually in a bag. Came in a bag today. It's it's referred to as Ship to the Comic. That's my name for my books. When I want to do reckless comic book spending, I don't use my name. They call me the Comic for the comic barbarian anyway so <laughs> i said uh ohio i actually meant tennessee don't really remember where i buy these things this was Close a enough. box thank you with the retail value of 75 to 125 dollars i got mine for 50 bucks so we're gonna i opened it just so i didn't have to struggle opening it on the camera but i didn't look inside i'm pulling everything out and i'm just gonna show it to you oh okay i already see the trade at the back all right so the first thing is oh wow <laughs> that is a Batman metal print from the best Batman movie ever done. Oh my god. Batman Forever. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> that is a sick print. Batman Forever, ladies and gentlemen. Best Batman movie ever. Okay. Then I have another <laughs> ooh, another print. Fantastic That's, Four, the thing. Uh, a Marvel, yeah, 95 Marvel annual Fantastic Four. Oh, I have another print. This would be 
not for me, maybe for the ladies out there, but uh <laughs> No, that's definitely for you. That's definitely right up your alley. No, 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 no. Yep. I got some name more up here. That's definitely right up I your alley. Thought, I don't know. <laughs> Ladies, if you want that in me, let me know. All right? That's a lot of that's a lot of pecs. You better start doing crunches now. <laughs> one symbiote Spider-Man number one. So there's your number one. All right. Is that a good one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Then I got um a, a little I got um Detective Comics, the annual for 1989, featuring Mark Wade and Brian what an Augustine, interesting cover. Which I think we know. Which let me see if this one is is what I. This is an interesting cover. Let me let me open this up. It's taped rather crudely, but <laughs> that's whatever. On the other side, I have a. Were you purposely trying to cover that cover, or did that just happen on accident? Oh, that just happened. Okay. That's interesting. KK something. <laughs> Gwen demonetized <laughs> bam um, yeah exactly my bad y'all um but this is the annual and it's um what is this oh it's just a mark wade brian augustine book so you know this was around the same year that they came out with gotham at gaslight uh this one is batman back in the days of uh a certain villain who liked to dress themselves up in white sheets so we're gonna leave that alone um then we got <laughs> brightest day Green Lantern Corps. Oh. Got Peter uh, J. Tomasi and Pat Gleason on this side. On the other one, we have Brightest Day, uh, Green Arrow, Lady of the Forest. Not really sure. These aren't really sweeping my my eye. That prints were nice, though. Then we have uh, Marvel Zombies number two. Variant cover, I'm assuming? Hmm. Yep. Ooh, no. And then we have uh, Iron Man True Believers. So. Yeah. Okay. These are uh, interesting. Um, all right, let's move a little faster. Blackest Night, Tales of the Core. Again, uh, Jeff Johns, Peter Tomasi. And then uh, you got Black Knight Outsiders, Tomasi again. You know, if you're a big fan of him, this is the box for you. And then we got a couple of little trades. I have uh, The Griffin by Dan Vado and Norman Felchi or Felchel. You're all about never them heard. trades. You're all about them trades. Yeah, never heard of that. Then I have a ooh book three of Frank Miller's seminal work, Ronin, which is a Ronin displaced in 80s New York and fighting an ancient demon. Good story. And then last but not least, Avengers versus the New Ultimates. Hey, that's that's, that's a Spider-Man issue. Yep. That's so, uh, Punisher shooting Spider-Man. There it is. The one in the gut. Gut shot. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that was it for 50 bucks. Not worth it. I'm 0 for 2 right now on these mystery boxes. I'm going <laughs> to different states. We went, took a visit to Denver. Didn't like what we saw there. Now I went on down to Tennessee, and we leaving that place. Tune in next time for my next uh, expensive mystery where are you, box. Where are you taking us on your next comic <laughs> mystery box road trip? <laughs> I'll tell, oh, speaking of that, no, I do have one on the way. It's going to be a lot shorter. Let me let me let y'all know real quick while I have a captive audience. Um, this one was how much was this box? This one was twenty five dollars, and it's called the best Marvel and DC comic book collection lot. It's a grab bag with the bonus value, and uh, that should be here in a couple of days. Didn't he just tell me that's what he was opening today, Jay? Isn't oh, that what fault. he said to us? In no, the I read that wrong. I read that wrong. The, the one I have so. is a lot of 10 different DC Marvel comic book Avengers uh, books. That was a $10 box. Mm -hmm. I got two, I told you, remember? 
So that that's what he told us today. He was like, I got it's the, it was fifty dollars. It's the greatest DC Marvel box, guaranteed to have a number one. And it's number one is Symbiote Spider Man. <laughs> Listen, I have another one coming from Papano Beach, Florida. Should be here in a week. Yeah. Uh-huh. I told All you. Right. I told you it was probably gonna be junk. You're like, yeah, I'm when I get this great old DC number one, I was like, yeah, right, dude. That's a good book. It's a trade that's out of print. Been nah. big on these. Collects Venom's early work. But aside from that, yeah, I'm a watchman. It was a waste of money. I feel bad. I'm over two on the spinner rack with mystery boxes. Oh, for two. If you're Come a back next shop, time to see if Corbin redeems himself because he probably won't shop, have. If you got good mystery boxes, let us know. Ask Matt for the email, for the spinner rack, all that good stuff. Go in the comments. I want to buy a good box. Let me spend my money on a good box, please. What's in the box? That's all hmm. I got. It's a mystery. You got to buy it. it. You got to buy it to see it, my friend. It's all a right. mystery. Whew. Well, that's all I got. It, what a and he still bucks. hasn't learned his lesson either. <laughs> yeah so the the 50 dollar one was a wash and then you go and spend 10 dollars hoping I, it's better i, I, bought, both, <laughs> I bought both at the same time so the the, oh, okay. the the other one was 30 the mile high comics box i bought that one then i got paid again i bought another mystery box and i saw one for 10 dollars. i was like but i was really big on this one because it said it was the best value hey corbin i got some magic beans i want to sell you you know, if you plant them in the ground, they'll totally grow into a giant beanstalk. But they're not just any magic beans. These are the best. Yeah, they're the best magic <laughs> beans. And what they do is a mystery. I fell for it. It's all good. Or else me over the well, quote, At least you got some trades in there. You know, at least you got I, some self-contained, possibly some self-contained stories in there. I, not just sorry, random things. That is true. It's a run or it's a good set. If I was able to talk to these store owners directly, I can negotiate a good price. I tell you, I could. Hey, if you guys want to find out just how good of a negotiator Corbin is, come on, check out the Absolute Geek Podcast tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. right here on this same channel. We're going to tell you how good of a negotiator Corbin is. For real, though. Edge of your seat stuff here, people. If you need anything, anything negotiated, Corbin is your man. I will not go buy a car. Ever again without Corbin by my side for those pure negotiation skills. Find out how he does it tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. right here on the Absolute Geek Podcast. But moving on, because this is a spinner rack, let's get to a little bit of comic book related news. Let's do it, please. Okay. All right. Something Jay wanted to talk about. DC and Spotify are cutting a a deal to have a multiple podcast drama series starring DC comic book characters. Hard pass for me. Yeah. Hard, Hard pass for me. Because I don't, I I understand that the Wolverine, they've had a Wolverine one from Marvel that did good. Mm-hmm. There was a, a Black Widow one that was kind of interesting. But to me, it's more like not like a podcast. It's more like listening to a comic book on tape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and and see, I like the the storytelling form of a comic book. You know. I don't, you know, I know DC has all those those novels out. I don't want to read those either because yeah. I like comic books. I like the way my imagination, you know, uh, uh, just unfolds these panels and, and and fills in the gaps between the the the, the sequences, the, the panels, and 
there's something the way the story's told through a comic book, and that's why I love them. It's not because of Wolverine. And I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't know, man. It's it's weird. Mm-hmm. I think that whole thing is bizarre. I you mean, know. I will. Say, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm. I don't mind listening to audio. It's not a huge deal for me. It's not my first mode or method of uh, entertainment, I guess, aside from podcasts, of course. So I don't have too many thoughts on it. I just think it's interesting. I don't like having a Spotify exclusive. We're not even sure about the content that you're presenting. I'm sure more details will come out, but that just doesn't scream right to me. If you said, oh, I'm reading the classic books and it's only found on Spotify. Yeah, I wouldn't like it, but at least I understand. But this mystery project from DC, which has been noted to just be kind of all over with these big moves that have little benefit at the end. I'm I'm not totally sold. And plus Marvel's already done it and I'd say they did it better with the whole podcast version of their com- or audio version of their comic. So yeah, I, I like I range between not caring and just not liking it for DC. But it is what it is. So uh Diamond is going to give you a free comic book day, even though free comic book day, which is normally held the second Saturday in May was canceled this year due to COVID-19. From July 15th through September 9th, Diamond is going to be shipping out free comic book day books with their merchandise to stores. It's going to vary depending on what store gets what what week, but there you go. All your free comic book day books that maybe you were looking forward to are still going to get to you, but you're just going to pick them up um, starting July 15th through September 9th when you pick up your local, your, uh, your weekly readers. So that's cool to look forward to. If you're looking for the X-Men and Spider-Man slash Venom free comic book day titles, those will be available in most likely the middle of July, it says. There you go. There you go. Hmm. Props to that. Given that's something to look forward to. Uh, the Walking Dead, uh, Robert Kirkman announced today that The Walking Dead is going to have a special Negan one-shot that is going to be uh, in comic book stores called Negan Lives. Uh, it's going to hit your comic book stores in July as well to to help boost those sales. Kirkman came back and said, I know that Charlie Adler and I walked away and said that we weren't going to explore anymore in this universe, but we figured what better way to help the people that helped us launch this massive book than to, uh, to bring it back with one more story. And that's what they're going to do. So Negan lives in your comic shops in July. Um, trying to get the, the hard date on that. I know it was pretty quick in July. Um, just in, in July. So there you go. Next month it's going to hit. So look forward to that. Negan lives. Number one is a 36 page black and white comic book available exclusive at comic book shops on Wednesday, July 1st. There you go. July 1st, Wednesday, July 1st. Be ready. There are extremely rare gold and silver foil variants for Negan Lives number one in limited quantities. Inquire with your local comic shop for availability and future details. Yeah, I'll never see one of those. (laughs) This is definitely a pickup, a must-get for me as a Walking Dead fan. Hands down. Uh, And the last little bit of news is that DC is making... Um, Green Lantern 76 written by Denny O'Neill art by Neil Adams uh, as a free digital download and, mm. in, uh, to celebrate Denny O'Neill's life the life and times of Denny O'Neill so there you go you can get a free Denny O'Neill uh, Green Lantern 76 and digital to help celebrate his life 
Cool. So let's get to a little bit of a buyer pass for next week. Doing buyer pass for the week of 624.20. That is a Marvel on week, ladies and gentlemen. Marvel will be back in stores that week. True so, believers. So let's go. <laughs> um, this is books we're planning to pick up, books we would recommend on this buyer pass list. So we're going to start with. Uh, let me pull this up because it's not loading right. Boom Studios has Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 50. That's going to be a big issue, apparently. Some big stuff comes in that. Uh, so if you're a big Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fan, I say check it out. I would say buy. That's going to be a buy for me if I were to recommend. That's a pass for Jay. What about you, Corbin? Same. Same. You got Once in Future number eight. If anyone's reading that, I'm not reading that book anymore. So I can't. Why aren't you reading anymore? You can maybe share with the listeners. Um, I, I wasn't impressed by issue one. Karen Gillian is not my favorite writer. Um, I feel like his writing is lost on me. And it's a li- it takes me out of the story a little bit. It's a little hard to, to focus on. So I'm not a writer that. for me. But I know a lot of people that love his writing. So Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not picking about that. I was just no, I know. In why, why you weren't. So we got DC Comics. We have Aquaman 60. Man, pass. No, Bat- I'm not touching Aquaman. Batgirl 46. <laughs> I might look into that. Yeah, depends on how much else I get. Yeah, Batman 93. Got to. That's, yeah. that's a definite for all of us. It's I a think. no-brainer. <laughs> Batman Beyond 44. That's a no-brainer for me. You got to love Dan Jurgens' work. Sean Chen, great team on there. Uh, Batman uh, so- the Smile Killer, number one. What? Probably gonna check that out. Never. Yeah, probably gonna check that Who's out. Who's writing that, Matt? Um, the Smile Killer is uh, Jeff Lemire. Oh, yeah, okay. That's a, that's it's a there. Joker. It wouldn't be a Joker story without a surprise and right on cue. Here's an unexpected one-shot epilogue to Joker Killer Smile. Okay. Young Bruce Wayne grew up related. watching the Mister Smile show. And the no, show dot dot dot, and the covers <laughs> are absolutely r- sick, ridiculously sick. Uh, let me share the, my screen real quick. Okay. The cover to that book, absolutely ridiculously Ooh. sick. That's the regular cover. That is the regular cover. Yep. Ooh. Wow. I like. Yeah. I like. I'm kidding. Cover <laughs> to that issue, sicker than sick. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get that bad boy in here. So I think that's going to be a get for me too, right? Yeah. Right there. Uh, we're going to have Flash seven fifty six. Yes, I'm flashing out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Getting um, Green Lantern the 80th anniversary hundred page super spectacular. Another one of those hundred page super spectaculars. I think I'm going to think I'm going to bounce out on that one. It's ten bucks again. Yep. Oh, I mean, yeah. if it don't got a secret origin or a number one or a mystery feature, I'm not touching it. The ten, the the eighth anniversary spectaculars have been horrible. I, I don't remember one memorable one that I was like, "Oh, this is really, really good." Aside from some artwork here and there, and maybe one story, the Bat Baby. I guess. I mean, that wasn't even the kicker for me, but yeah. And then not only that, but it's a character who 
you know, while good and has some decent stories, it's not like a, a cornucopia of, of, of treasured, timeless tales. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing that. No. You got Harley <laughs> Quinn and the Birds of Prey number two. I meant to get into that, but I'm going to pass for now. We'll wait till it gets back. John Constantine, Hellblazer 7. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, probably not. Justice League 47. Yeah. Yes. That's what happens to Mascara. Justice League Dark 23. Maybe. Red Hood and the Outlaws 46. Nah. Uh, probably not. Suicide Squad 6. No. Teen Titans 42. Nope. Nah. Uh, Dynamite. Let's see. Not much from Boom. IDW. Sleeping Beauties number one. Yep. <laughs> Corbin's all over Very that one. cover. <laughs> Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog number 28. Corbin, you on that, you on that trend too? Mm-hmm. You know it. <laughs> Looking for the midnight release. Hey, so oh, Sleeping Beauty's number one is a horror book based on the horror novel by Stephen and Owen King and adapted for comics. Um, so that's all it says. So oh, because IEW does all the Disney stuff. So I just assumed it was like yeah. a Sleeping Beauty. Oh, then in that case, yes, I will get that. Star mm-hmm. Wars Adventures Clone Wars number two. Uh, I know. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 105. I'm all over that one. I know who will be getting that, yeah. I'm all <laughs> over that one. Uh, image, we have Die 11. No. Um, trying to, Sex Criminals 29. I Spawn mean, 307. No. And their number one for next week is that Texas Blood number one. Hmm. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Marvel has 2020 rescue number two. Oh, thanks. Captain yeah. America, Marvel snapshots. Number one. I don't even know what that is. You got like a retro cover or something. Um, Avengers zero. No answer there. Now <laughs> oh, empire. It, it, that's like the whole. That, it's, that's if that's like empire. It's crossover. spelt wrong. Unless they misspelt it on here. It's like E M P Y R E. No, it, like it's not spelled like that on here, but I'll take your word oh. for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you're right, though. Immortal Hulk 34. Yes. Iron Man 2020 number four. Corbin's all in for that. I'm not getting too big on that, to be honest with you. The whole 2020 Iron Man, no. Spider-Ham number five. No. Star Wars uh, Bounty Hunters number three. Possibly. Thor number five. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yes. Let's go a little bit more... Uh, Cosmic that- Thor. Okay. So that, and then uh, that's pretty much it for next huh. week. Interesting. So looks like Not another Batman heavy week with a side of Marvel. <laughs> side of Thor. It's Batman with the side of Thor. Yeah, with a little, well, uh, you know, a little side of Marvel. Uh, there is one number one next week called Bleed Them Dry. That's a vault comic book. If you're interested, um, mm-hmm. check that out. But that's all I've got. You guys got anything else? No, I haven't even looked at previews this week. Oh, I mean, for next week. I haven't even- that's, that's, you know, I usually do 
Sundays after I've read my books and and things, and it's it's weird trying to get this all out on Thursday, being vague as possible without ruining it for you people who maybe can't get to the shop until Saturday or Sunday or even yeah. third today. Let alone you can't pick up your books the same day, but so weird. It's weird, yeah. you know. So soon after the rush to get to the book, and then now you're right previewing. I'm normally I take my time to look through these. So if you hear this podcast next week or, or next week's podcast, you may have heard me say yay to some that I won't touch and notice some that I won't because <laughs> I have to reevaluate. Like I said, it's a thorough process we do here on the spinner rack. So uh yeah, you're catching us on like day one of this. Right. Um so yeah, that'll do it for this week's issue of Tales from the Spinner Rack. Uh, we appreciate you guys for hanging out and checking us out. Uh, if this is your first time here and you had a good time, please make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Hit that notification bell so you get notifications when we go live every Sunday for Spinner Rack and every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. for the Absolute Geek Podcast. Again, you guys got to come check us out tomorrow night when we're doing our thing on the Absolute Geek Podcast. Check out why Corbin is absolutely hands down the master negotiator. You don't want to miss that. It is fantastic. Um, we got all kinds of uh, great things uh, planned for you tomorrow night on the on that podcast, and it's a lot of fun every week. Every week. Um, if you're <laughs> first time listening to us on uh, our downloadable platforms, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review as it does wonders to help us in the podcasting standings every week. And uh, for this week's episode of Tales from the Spinner Rack, I am Matt. I'm Corbin. I'm Jay. And we'll see you guys next time. Same spinner rack time, same spinner rack channel. Keep them bagged and boarded. Support your local comic shops and keep your pockets loaded. Woo! Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>